So hello everybody and welcome to this new episode of Align with Lina. And today it is my pleasure, truly a pleasure, to be interviewing a young man. His name is Max Lamana and he was referred to me by another person that I had interviewed, Isabel Hunt. And the reason I do these Align with Lina talks is because I want to expose uh, you to, to see how different people come to their own spiritual awakening. And what I have discovered is that those of us who are older generation, kind of like me, 40 something and older, we tend to go through a process um, of self-discovery that is usually led by something pretty big. Something has to happen that shakes us up into awakening, that shakes us out from the illusion that we're separate from one another. For me, it was the death of my mother. For some people, it could be a bankruptcy or a divorce or, or a illness, cancer. I know that that has awakened many people. So for those of us who are older, we have to have something kind of hit us over the head to tell us there's more to life than what you've been chasing. But then there's these millennials, these people who are born probably somewhere uh, in 1985 and younger, who are part of a beautiful plan that I believe our creator, or whatever you want to call it, has of sending in fresh energy to the planet. And my three children, who are all millennials, and then this gentleman, Max, who I'm going to have a, a wonderful time talking to, they have an innate knowing that they're connected to something greater, that they're part of the wholeness of this entire uh, humanity. So I love interviewing millennials because they bring such a radical, fresh approach to us getting along and building a new earth and getting to the place that we actually can sustain not only the this beautiful planet of ours, but our humanity. So without further ado, let me welcome Max, who is joining us from Paris right now. So Max, thank you for taking the time to join with me and have this conversation with me so that our audience can learn something new, be inspired, and uh, ideally, so that this motivates them to align with the truth that is already inside of them. So welcome to the program. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> Buenos dias. Hola. Buenos dias. Hola. Hello. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and to be here with me and to have this conversation. Well, it's, hey, it's totally my pleasure. So just share with the audience a little bit about what has you be in Paris right now, because I know you live here in the U.S. Right. Uh, so I live in New York City. And uh, about two weeks ago, I came over to France to see some relatives, uh, family of mine in the south of France. And I decided to stay a little longer, and it was it was a good a good um, choice of doing that because uh, there was Bastille Day on on Saturday, and then the World Cup they won yesterday. So uh, a lot of a lot of good energy going around here in in France, which uh, they definitely needed. Oh, that's wonderful! That that's very exciting. So when do you return to the states? Uh, tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, so very soon. cool. Yeah, you squeezed us in right before you you have to travel back. Yeah. So one of the the first things that I want to start with is um, share with me. Was there a defining moment for you when you began to realize that there was more to life than maybe what you've been taught about life, or or how did you come about becoming this this conscious um, chef? Mm. And we'll talk about your your career in a little bit, but. But your site is all about consciousness, and I love that. Mm. How did you come to understand consciousness? I didn't learn that until I was in my you know, 40s. Uh, I mean, hmm. I'm going to take a moment and let that sink in. Um, take your time. Well, you know, I think there's, there, there's people who respond right away, and they know, they know what they need to say. Then there's people who let that absorb and let that, you know, marinate, and you can come with a conscious thought uh and it, and and it flows um it I, I grew up uh in a french french italian household and my father was a chef and food was the centerpiece to everything food brought us together um it it, it put our differences and our arguments to the side and if we were having a bad day it, it didn't matter until uh, it didn't matter while we were eating and having food and cooking, and it was a family experience. Um, we had a garden in our backyard, and so my mother taught us how to, you know, plant a seed and how to harvest and grow vegetables. Um, and so that got me connected because it was a lot of 
you know, your hands are in the soil, bare hands. You know, we didn't wear shoes. We were connected to the earth. Uh, and then understanding the, si- the seasons and the system and how everything works. Um, I think that brought me a little bit closer in the beginning of, of my life with uh, consciousness. Um, yeah, food food definitely brings people together. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun and exciting times uh, growing up in Connecticut and, and having that connection with food. Um, and then everything else has evolved since then. So. Yeah, so you were talking about walking barefoot. You know, I don't know if you've heard, but there is a practice that's becoming popular right now called earthing. Mm-hmm. And and it is that the practice of walking barefoot because it, it is about reconnecting. Um, right. It's about becoming conscious that we're part of something grander. What what does being conscious mean to you? Just just that word. Mm. Uh, I think consciousness consciousness means what it means to me is being able to have the the heart space to love all beings. Um, the sun, plants, animals, other human beings, people that you've never met, people that that are on the same subway car as you, but you guys are on the other ends and you haven't even said a single word or looked each other in the face. Um, yeah. I think it's having that space within in your heart and in your mind to to love and appreciate everyone because we're all here for for a reason. Yeah. Uh, there, there, this isn't a uh, a lot um, uh, a raffle. You know, we're one of the very few uh, um, people who are able to be here in this moment right now, you know, and who's ever listening and watching right now. You know, this is this is special. Yeah. And Alexia just gave us a little, you know, a heart. So thank you, Alexia, for sharing your your love for us. Um, I love that answer, Max, that is just so beautiful because as as I was going through my awakening, which was really nothing more than a, a becoming conscious, a becoming aware that I was part of something else, mm. part of something grand, part of all that is. Uh, before that, I spent 40 some odd years of my life uh, doing what I was told to do, which was you're a woman, you get married, you have babies, you have a career, you bring home the, you know, participate in bringing home the bacon, you fry it up in a pan. And it's all about how much can I get and accumulate. And then then one day I will be known as having succeeded. Then I, I arrived. And when my mom passed away, it sent me on this spiritual journey, which was a journey of self-discovery. And that's when I began to understand about consciousness. I was reading about consciousness and I thought, does that have to do with concussion? I mean, I thought I was conscious. I thought I was, uh, I'm awake, I'm alert. I thought that that was it, but it was so much more. It turned my life upside down because what consciousness began to, to mean to me was exactly what you said a connection with all beings is that we're all made of energy. We're all the same one energy appearing in so many different ways because energy, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call that is nothing more than the intelligence that expresses itself in infinite possibilities. You're one possibility. I'm one possibility. The grass, the birds, the bees, the clouds, the stars are all possibilities. And the, what you just said about loving all beings, even if you don't know them, is is a natural aspect of this consciousness because deep inside you do know them we, we're mm. made of the same thing so that that's so beautiful so say more about your your career as a chef I, I, that's fascinating that you're so young and you have this vibrant career thank you um that means a lot um yeah it's you know it's life life take life is a journey and um I, there's careers before this that I, I i took on and i thought that that was the way and then you know just trust the process trust the process and i remember there was days where i'm I, i'd sit in my car in traffic and just say all right just trust just trust that this is the way it's supposed to go you know uh, and enjoy it because it's going to take you. It's going to take you down a path. It's going to lead you to where you need to be. Uh, and I think when you're conscious and you can, you you feel that you 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 just let you let go and you trust. So um, I lived in Los Angeles for about a year and a half. I was uh, following following and uh, achieving a career in acting. Mm-hmm. And while I was acting, 
um, I was making cookies. I, I sold vegan cookies to yoga studios. So I've been doing yoga since I was 14. So it's been 15 years now okay. that, I've been doing, that I've been doing yoga and meditation. So it was, you know, a right fit. So I loved cooking. I like baking. And uh, now that you know my past with my father being a chef, food has always been the centerpiece, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in Los Angeles. I cooked, uh, made these vegan cookies. I fell in love with this woman who came to Los Angeles and she had a chocolate business. <laughs> so I ended up moving out to uh, Australia where she was from. Uh, and joining her in her chocolate business. And while I was out there, um, I wasn't able to pursue acting anymore. So I had to find something else that gave me that same, uh, that feeling that I, I'm, I, I, I have worth, that um, I want to feel like I'm succeeding mm-hmm. and, and what gives me happiness and what gives me love and joy. And, you know, when I was making those cookies in Los Angeles, that gave me a lot. Of, that gave me so much joy, and it was such a small little project um, that I started cooking in Australia. I started cooking oh. more, bringing back like that purpose of joy and love and happiness. Um, and so, when my time was up in Australia, I came back to New York and pursued uh, the career of being a chef. So how long have you been back in New York from Australia? Uh, a year and a half now. Okay, so relatively yeah. recent. So you were yeah, in Australia rel- yeah. quite a while. So you you gave me so many amazing nuggets um, in, in what you just said for us to have conversations for the next 10 hours. Great. Um, so <laughs> let me take one and let's see where that goes. Sure. So you were talking about trusting the process. Who taught you? about trusting the process and what exactly does that mean to you? Because that, I, here I am at this stage of my life, I'm I'm 56 years old, learning more recently about trusting the process. I've always wanted to control the process, but tell me who taught you that and what does that mean to you? Yeah. Trusting the process. uh, I remember my father telling me stories at a young age um, just go with the flow. Trust that you know what you're doing is right. And uh, I can I, I remember there was moments where I was playing sports, and there was days that you know he, he he wasn't able to show up, and I really wanted my father to be there to see me play, but he was working. And you know he took the time to sit me down at the dinner table, you know having a bowl of pasta or something <laughs> a, a, after like a a baseball game or a basketball game, and he would say like. Did you give it all you, you had? Did you, did you do your best? Yeah. He says, what, what is something you learned uh, that was new for you today in that sport, like in that game? Did you learn something new? Did, did something that you learned, you know, weeks ago, did that come up again? So he was always, you know, like sending these like little like uh, seeds of truth, um, uh, inspiration for me to um, – take that knowledge, that bit of wisdom that he was sharing with me and, uh, you know, consume what the information he was sharing, uh, and go with it. So my father is a big, um, a big step, uh, a a corner piece to, to everything that I do. Oh, wow. That's just so beautiful. And, you know, I, we use the word to consume these, these nuggets of truth, these seeds of truth. I see the parallel between the cooking and the the consciousness that was being right. shared in your family. So here is conscious cooking and talking about consciousness and, and our connection with, with one another. And then those seeds being planted into your mind that mm. clearly have blossomed and have allowed you to be this confident person that you are. Because I've watched some of your videos and I'm like, how can a 29, this, this young man have so much wisdom? But yeah, you were consuming. You were consuming good food, and you were consuming uh, truth and love, and, mm. and so much wisdom at such a young age. So then, you are you are in the world of acting. So share what was it that you were experiencing in this world of acting, which is a world of of make believe. In many ways, you're putting on a mask, but you're doing it consciously. You're consciously right. putting on a mask 
to play another character. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say that my life before I became conscious, before I awakened, I had a mask, many masks on, but I wasn't conscious that I was performing all these different roles that had me um, not know who I really was because I was mm-hmm. either a mother or I was a salesperson, a realtor. Um, I was uh, involved in neighborhood. I was a daughter, mother, whatever, all these different roles. And I felt I felt that I was fragmented because I didn't know who Lina was. I was busy playing the role. And depending on who was in front of me, my mask was shifting. I was constantly acting. Mm. How is the world of acting for you while you were conscious of who you were? And acting was an actual choice for you. Take me into your mindset at that time. Um, There was times where I would have to play a character or play a role, play someone that I did not want to align myself with. You know, (laughs) Um, there was, you know, um, I'm forgetting the the musician's name, Kurt Cobain from, um, uh, what's that, that, uh, geez, wow. I know who you're talking about. So, um, so Kirk Cobain, and there was a role that, you know, in the notes said this character should uh, be someone just like Kirk Cobain and, you know, God rest his soul. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he had he had a difficult life and I <laughs> didn't want to do it. I didn't want to I didn't want to go out and try try this. But um, uh, I remember locking myself in in the closet uh in darkness for one day just listening to his music over and over and over and over again and i was in that closet for about 12 hours and when i came when i came out um stepping outside i my whole life was like shifted and i i didn't like how i felt i didn't like that i was pretending to be someone that i'm not um it just felt untruthful to me to do do that so it it was um it was a tough pill to swallow to say okay here's here's something that you've spent five years six years going to school and and trying to uh create a a career for yourself and something that you you know i i I love doing it I, i did but it just uh it comes a point in time where you need to say okay enough's enough yeah, I looked it up. He was in that band Nirvana. Nirvana. That's yeah, right. and and really, uh, I've heard because one of my nieces, uh, well, my only niece, I've got a bunch of nephews. My niece definitely loved that band and and really loved Kurt Kurt Cobain. So we had talked about him some, and yeah, very a very deep character who yeah. had a lot of lot of demons. So here you're having to get into his head and and learn how to portray him in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how fascinating that you knew you didn't want to keep pretending to be who you're not because I was pretending to be who I was not. I had I wore the masks of, of some pretty dark characters, you know, the time that I was depressed, the time that I didn't um, honor my own voice or I wasn't following my own guidance and I was doing what other people needed me to do to, you know, I was a people pleaser. Mm. And so many of us are searching for that validation outside of myself. So that playing that character and you being clear that you don't want to be who you're not was a transformational point for you. Absolutely. I Wow. I'm sitting here stunned because I I had to do the same thing. I had to stop being who I was not. So tell me more, please. I know I I interrupted you. No, no, no. It's no, it's fine. Um, Don't apologize. Um, Yeah. I think when we want to step outside or or, or when we know that there's something that doesn't align with us, you know, it, 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 it's, it could cause a lot of pain. It could cause uh, some emotional shift um, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all these shifts where you know that something is not right within yourself, but you need to step outside of yourself. You need, or not even step outside yourself. You just need to do what feels right for you to continue moving forward. Because I like feeling good, (laughs) you know, who doesn't want to feel good. And if you, you know, so, um, I think you have to continue uh, to do what feels right to you every single day. And maybe maybe down the road, maybe what I'm doing right now isn't what I do 20 years from now. 
you know, and I have to accept that. And so I just keep, because it brings me to the next, the next opportunity, the next step to uh, continue to evolve and grow and share. So again, another, another one of those moments where we could take what you just said and I could spend 10 hours uh, unpacking that, the nuggets in that. So you said, you know, yeah, who knows where you're going to be in 20 years. But my generation was taught that you were basically going to do the same thing for 40 years. Then you can retire. Then you can be happy. Um, but that that's so when you start doing different things and you're following, you're, you're, you're trusting and you're moving about, uh, the world looks at you as a failure. Like you can't stay still. Like you can't commit mm -hmm. to anything. Like you're right. just so lazy and don't want to be dedicated and don't want to be trained and blah, blah, blah. So it, it added so much shame to so many people. When I coach adults, we're dealing with a lot of shame for having followed our dreams yeah. and choosing to be musicians or artists or stay-at-home moms instead of following the corporate path. Mm -hmm. um, and here you're talking about, you know, just basically do what feels good mm -hmm. and how wonderful because, yeah, so you went from acting and then you started making cookies and cookies returned you to something that innately was part of, of your upbringing, which, which was getting your hands in those ingredients and mixing them up and baking mm -hmm. them and seeing, seeing what comes out that add a little joy to people's lives. Because I'm sure eating those cookies was amazing and delicious. But tell me, you talk about um, like that you like feeling good. What, what else? What does good mean to you? Mm. Uh, good. What good means to me is um, taking a cold shower, uh, doing things that are good for, good for my body, uh, drinking tea, uh, eating healthy foods. Eating. I'm vegan, so you know, eating primarily plants and vegetables and uh, fruits. Laughing, smiling. You know, being surrounded by good people. Um, the list goes on and on. And, and, and I, made, I made a commitment to myself uh, maybe a few years ago where I said, each day I'm going to choose to wake up and, and, and say that today's going to be a great day. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is gone. Or what's the saying? Um, tomorrow hasn't arrived yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday is gone, and this is all we have right now. So, uh, to be present, to to be happy in these moments, you know, that's what's good for me. That's what oh. that that's what makes me feel good. I love that. You know, everything you said was so about the simple stuff, about healthy food for your body. You know, taking care of that body vessel that that mm. you have, um, about smiling and laughing. And enjoying being present in this moment and, and enjoying this day. Again, that that's those are the that's eventually what we all want to experience. But we when we get trained out of that knowingness, which mm -hmm. is inherently natural for us as little children, because little kids are not are not worried about their portfolio and their stocks and their, you know, the rent, heck, they don't pay rent. They all have free rent. So they're not busy trying to get and trying to perform and trying to accomplish and, and be validated. Inherently, kids, what makes them feel good is smiling and a, a popsicle or, you know, just swinging or playing or I, I'm going to share something with you. And, and obviously through in my website, people know about this about me and people who who are familiar with me know that I had an encounter with a divine about 11 years ago. And I'll probably start crying because it was the most beautiful experience of my life. Um, and when I felt myself as one with all that is, and that's when I really came to know what God is. And and to me. I've been told to not call it God, to call it GESEL, which is an acronym, G-S-E-L, and it's God is the source of the energy of love. Mm. When I had this encounter, it absolutely, totally, completely um, recalibrated my energy, shifted my frequency, did something to me that left me feeling totally free. Like I was free of all the constraints of the beliefs that I had been assuming was who I was and I merged and knew who I really was, which was not definable. And after that experience, I asked Jesel, how will I know 
when I'm living this truth again? How am I going to know that? Because I knew I got to come back into the world. I, I, I had this incredible experience and I got to go back. I've got, you know, like they say before enlightenment, um, chop wood and carry water after enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. So after I had this moment in the light, I knew I still had to do carpool with my kids. I had to laundry to do. I had to vacuum house. I had to work. And the answer that I got was so simple. I was told you will be back in enlightenment. You will be in alignment when your life is fun and easy. And I said, oh, it can't be that simple. What do you mean? I, I really am supposed to have fun and let life be easy. And I was told that's the only way you're going to know that you are living authentically, that that the source of all that is, is flowing through me unimpeded. And it goes before me to allow my life to be fun. That feeling of life moving through me is aliveness. Mm -hmm. That's what makes life fun. And it'll be easy because now, like you were saying, you trust the process. So, you know, everything's going to be exactly as it should be. Um, so hearing you talk about you like feeling good, you know, that that's the one main thing I coach my clients on is if you feel good, your thoughts are in alignment. But this is not the feel good of the world, the feel good of chasing pleasure mm -hmm. um, of the one time hit which requires external things, drugs, sex, rock and roll, accolades, promotions, money. Um, but for you, it, it's just so simple just to feel good. What What is it like to live um, like that at such a young age? I know I'm coming back. I believe in reincarnation. So I know I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back young it, 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 fresh and rejuvenated and I'm going to come out already knowing I'm here because life's supposed to be fun and easy. Um, yeah. But what is it like to be you and knowing that and living with that consciousness? Mm. Well, I'll also see you when you, when you come back to my, yeah. my, my, because <laughs> <my, laughs> um, the, the world needs more, more of us. Um, I mean, I'm in Paris right now. I've experienced two two beautiful weeks with family uh, where everyone speaks French and I'm not fluent in French. So being able to learn a new language while being over here and asking questions and, um, I mean, to be able to travel and see other cultures and other parts of the world, that's, that's, that's amazing to me. And I love traveling. I, I travel quite a bit. Um, so being able to do that, see the world because... This is this is our home. So I want to see other parts of my home. Yeah. Talk about your home, because so much of what you do is about being conscious about how we take care of the planet. Yeah. You know, as a chef, you you are you try to avoid waste. Say yeah. say more about your commitment to the planet. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love this. Um, so I create less waste. I create no waste with the food that I that I create. So. Um, if I have food, um, like the tops of carrots or a part of a zucchini that I'm not going to use, I end up putting that into a compost so that goes right back into the earth. So there's still nutrients in those vegetable scraps, uh, that can be good for the soil that gives the soil more nutrients, uh, feeding the earth, which then feeds us. Yeah. And I also consume. Uh, I live a, a life of plastic-free, so okay. um, I, I don't consume anything that comes in uh, plastic packaging, uh, water bottles, you know, plastic utensils, plastic bags, those sort of things. I, I keep those uh, out of my life, and um, I when I think about our planet, I, I, I and you know, living living on this planet, we, we are. There, there's people who are just over-consuming and they're, they're creating a lot of waste. Yeah. And they're, they're polluting our planet. And we, we, we forget about the durability and the, uh, the quality of a, of, of, uh, of a certain material that we, that we live with. So here, check this out. Here's a bowl. I don't know if you can see it. Here's a yeah, bowl. I see this, it. This, this bowl is good for as long as it wants to live, you know, 500 years, 600 years, there's, there's things that can live for a very long time. But 
we as a uh, humanity and a society, we, we want to overconsume. So we're buying things that have, you know, a single use life, uh, as I like to yeah. call it. So we, we buy a water bottle and uh, you drink the water and then you throw the bottle out. But that bottle, where's that bottle going? Um, and that's yeah. only, that's one time use. You're using that, that single use time. So finding ways to be in vibrance, be in alignment with, uh, with the planet, because, you know, when we're good to the planet, the planet's good to us. Who, who taught you? Is this again, what you grew up learning with your parents because of their, their connection to growing their own food and, and just um, how they were? Um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss my family. I'm over here by myself right now. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, it was my parents who taught, who taught this. And then it was, and then it was me who, you know, asked questions. Um, and I think I've seen friends, you know, not, not to, <laughs> I've seen friends in my life, people who have come in, in contact with who don't have this way of thinking. And then, yeah. you know, and eventually they, they evolve too. And they, they, something comes to them too. And so, um, if there's people who are watching this right now or listening, you know, um, we all go through our own changes, you know, and we all, we all, we all go through our own path. So, um, I don't want to sound that I'm, you know, I've been this way since I was, (laughs) since I was born and, but, um, life, life has treated me well. That, that is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So when, when you're repurposing food, hmm. um, what does that feel like to you? Or, or let, me, let me ask it this way. As you are, because I watch one of your videos going to the market and getting the food, and, and there just seems such like you had such an appreciation for, for these fresh veggies that you were getting and these amazing things that you were um gathering to prepare these meals but what does it feel like when you know you're being so conscious and so deliberate because what I sensed in you was this you were the presence of awareness that was aware of your your presence being there in the market and and in 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 this amazing field you know called planet earth Gaia whatever you want to call it what what is it like for you to move that way, to live that way. Mm. <laughs> it feels it feels like everything you ever want it to feel like. It it's it feels amazing. It feels I mean that that word good. It feels good. <laughs> it feels great. It feels nice. Uh it feels like love. Um, yeah. It feels like love to be seriously to to know that I'm the planet Earth, Gaia, you know, Pachamama, yes, provides for us. You know, it protects us and also um, heals us and um, brings brings life to us. Um, when I was in when I was living in Australia, I went to this museum and they this gentleman worked with plants and he connected these wires and taps to these plants and he played music to the plants and the plants uh, somehow generated a frequency back to through the wires to this machine to play music so the plants can hear our vibration plants can they can feel us so um, I had a plant that was dying uh, and I started talking to it (laughs) <laughs> and water and watering it and just being like comfort and love to it and now it's it's getting too big it's over <laughs> it's like it's overgrowing so um it feels it feels like love when when you're able to connect with with the earth you know like you said in the beginning earthing you know get connected to the earth you know yeah. eat eat more plants um whether you're vegan or not um I think people just need to eat more plants because uh, that's when you know you'll start to feel good. You'll start to feel love. I certainly have been feeling that, and I, I still eat um, animals. And but I, I have found that I have to. I, I 
do it less and less and less. There's nice. something that is moving me in that direction. And so I'm just going, I'm trusting the process. I'm, and there's a lot of things, that animals I won't eat anymore. But there is a process that I am following. I'm not forcing myself into, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. jumping into something my body's not calling me to do yet. But I do know that I'm moving in that direction. Good, good. But tell me, what does love mean to you? What What is love for you? Hmm. Love is love. <laughs> I, think I, was, <laughs> I think I was singing this the other day in the shower. So I kept singing. I kept saying, love is love. Love is love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we have so many misconceptions about love. So that's why right, I wanted to get right. to the essence of it for yeah, you. Yeah, for me. Um, yeah, the word. I mean, sometimes I think we we throw the word around a little bit too much. Um, so when you have, when you, when you say this word or when you feel this, it comes from a place of um, a deep, a deep centeredness inside yourself, deep within the core of who you really are. And love, love is. I think words can't even. I can't even. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you saw it on my face. Love is, and you felt that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful. Uh, it is. There, there really are no adequate words to express what is uncaused. And we all think that we, you know, we, we create love and I love this and I love that. But our love is so tainted in conditions. Um, but I love that you you couldn't find words to express it because it's mm. just it's to me, it's what we are. That what is love is the essence right. of, of what we are. It's that energy that permeates everything. Mm-hmm. Um how sweet is that to be so moved um, by by this love? So how how can we in your world? Um, is everybody your age that you are associated with or around your age that you are in contact with? Or do they experience also? Are they at your level of consciousness, or do you find that you are an inspiration? That you're you're in ways. Um, and when I say teacher, not because you're out there actively teaching them about consciousness, but we teach through our actions. We we become models that others mm-hmm. can witness. And to me, that's what true learning is, is I'm, I'm watching you. Um, what, what is your 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 peeps? What how how are you um, helping to expand consciousness in, in your circle? Right. Right. Um... Yeah, I'm. I'm grateful for my my friends and my my family and my community and people that I surround myself with the most. Um, I'm really grateful for them, um, but most of them, uh, I think we all have we all have something we need to teach one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there's few few friends who you know we have these conversations, these deep conversations like you and I are having right now. Um, where we just get right to the bottom of it and we, we let our hearts open and we, like you said earlier, uh, like an open book, you know, you, uh, you share your heart, you share who you are. Um, and I think for me, it's like dancing (laughs) when you're, when you're meeting someone, uh, you meet somebody who's not in the same, um, alignment as you and where their vocabulary and the way they can express themselves are similar um, but everyone's love. So you find a way you dance with them. You find a way to love the way that they know how. And if, you know, sometimes it's, it can be fun where you, you can, you know, uh, you know, challenge them in a way where they're able to open themselves up even more. Yeah. You know? Oh, that that's so beautiful. This is so beautiful what you just said, because I, I have found that there were the people like, uh, you know, when Jesus uh, was born, we have created the calendars before Christ and after Christ, because what he brought to the planet was so radical. What? We're all love, love one another, love your neighbor, love your God. It was pretty radical that we even changed our calendar system. So I, my life, it's the before awakening and after awakening because it's so, it's so different. The, the language of the people uh, that had no idea what I was talking about, they all thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I realized, no, I was crazy before. I'm becoming sane now. But it did, my friendships shifted. 
and then also have have my intimate relationships. So my previous partner, my husband, that well, now he's not my husband anymore, but we um trying to communicate with somebody who didn't understand created a lot of tension and I wasn't grounded enough in being the presence of love like you are with, you know, dancing with somebody who doesn't get that. I was trying to get him to see what love was about. And now my, my beloved partner now, he's not in this conversation, but I just get to love him where he is. And it's just so delicious to love without needing anybody to shift or change because he's just so, amazing exactly as he is it doesn't matter that we don't have the same conversation there is a feeling that for me love is on cost i just want to nurture that it's just so amazing to nurture that not to get somebody to understand what that is but rather just i just feel it mm. so i love that you you realize you know there's a, an awareness a consciousness that not everybody's going to be at the same frequency but isn't that where you learn really what love is? It's not in the easy ones to love. It's in the ones that challenge us to stretch and yeah. be love. Um, so how do you deal with uh, anger or, or fear or those energies that are moving when the ego mind gets involved and there's a reaction to what is? Or do you ex experience that? Because I certainly do. I know what I am now. But now when those those energies begin to move through me, I can I'm aware of them so I can respond appropriately and not react like I used to before. How do you deal with that human stuff that is still the energy that are on the planet that we're all working to transcend? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, breathing. I think breathing if 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 I was to offer a tip or just the way that I recognize when those when those feelings come up is to get back to breathing because um, everything's going to be okay <laughs> everything's going to be everything's going to be fine um, you know there's the things that are difficult and hard and you know we have to go through those in order to grow so yeah you don't want to do it again I, I don't know where I've seen this like if you turn away, if you turn your back from, you know, these challenges, it's just going to keep continuing to show up in your life. So, you know, face, face your fears or face the challenges um, and, and move forward. But I think breathing um, really centers me even in those difficult moments where um, I need to say balance because... I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy who's running down the street, <laughs> waving his arms in the air, just screaming. You know what's going on in this world. You know, especially with a lot that is going on in this world. You know, so we have to find. We have to find that balance. Yeah, it's um, there is a balance. We absolutely have to find that balance. And I love our friend Isabel Hunt, who put us together, has just joined us and. She's yes. telling us how excited she is to see us together. And Isabel, thank you so much for thank you. aligning me with this magnificent yes. being uh, called Max in this incarnation. So how cool is that? Um, yeah, how wonderful, how wonderful to experience life that way. Mm. Um, and breathing, what an amazing thing that we are not taught to do. Um, such a simple process. So... Mm. Tell me about some of the things besides breathing. You talked about you've been doing yoga for a very long time. What are some of the practices that, that you do on a regular basis mm. that are part of your staying centered? Because I have found that I've got to maintain a practice. Mm. It is what I, I love doing yeah. to bring me back into alignment. Mm. What are some of your other ones? Well, this may this may be another episode because my, my, my daily routines are quite... Uh, quite quite uh, extensive and long and have uh, a lot of meanings. Um, first thing I do is exact in the moment of waking up, my eyes are still shut at this point, and I say to myself, "Today's going to be a great day." Yeah. So that's one. That's just one thing, and it always like it. There's something amazing that always happens in in, in Love that. like today. So um, so knowing that. Uh, Today's going to be a great day. And then, and then breathing. So going back to the breathing, I, take, I sit up in my bed 
uh, put my feet up, feet on the ground and take a few, few deep breaths. Um, because our, when we sleep, our breath, our, our, our breathing cycle, our rhythms are, um, we're not reaching our full capacity. So, um, doing that to get the body awakened, getting the body moving, get the brain activated, get it, all the organs ready. Um, I take cold showers in the morning, as I mentioned this, I think earlier, uh, cold showers are good. Not for me. No, uh, <laughs> you have to try it. Even if you just put like a little, you know, do a hot, hot in the beginning and then, you know, for the last 10 seconds, do a cold shower. Um, all right. I, I'll try I, it. Please. You, you will feel, um, it's, it's like electricity going through your body. You feel this buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do that for a few minutes, two to three minutes, and that has been the best thing for me because there's a lot of health benefits with that. Um, and, and, of course, yoga, yoga and meditation every single day. Yeah. Isabel says she's not going to do the cold shower either. <laughs> but So these are all fabulous suggestions, all wonderful, wonderful uh, processes and ways for us to, to just be more present, be more connected. I lost my own uh, plug here, so my battery is about to run out, so let me recharge. Um, amazing. So you go through these these practices. I mean, they're rituals, and right. the mystics had rituals, ways that we stayed connected and grounded with the truth of who we are. Um, so thank you for sharing some of those those processes. I know I have mine, and I have to come to them. I've got to do that. One of them, talk about earthing. I love gardening. I grew up with, with um, a mother and a grandmother who were master gardeners, so getting my hands in the dirt and moving plants and lovingly tending to those th- that life that was, that's in my garden mm-hmm. is just, it's one of my favorite, favorite ways of centering myself. And um, you talked about dancing, dancing too. I love it. But tell me, who are some of your, your t- today, actually not just about today, but teachers throughout the ages that have um, shared wisdom that you like, that you follow, that you've read, that you study, that you tell other friends about? Who are some of those teachers or teachings that mm. have really helped you expand your awareness of who you are and what we are? Mm. That's great. That's a great question. Uh, today, you are. Uh, seriously, yeah, I've really? I've learned I've I've learned a lot in in this moment, uh, in these moments with you. Um, Thank you, Ditto. Um, but I think I don't know. I think people, you know, there's certain people that come in our lives, and and if we're open and open to learning we we can learn from them and it could be a brief moment it could could be the person who who help, holds the door for you as you you're walking by um yeah. you know and then you learn something in that moment so being receptive in all moments uh to be able to learn in in every moment um but yeah i mean i don't know the names names that they're they're escaping my mind right now that's all right I get it. I get it. I can feel how you, you're just so open. I love, I, I want to cry um, because I too feel like I'm learning so much from you. I'm like in the presence of a master, um, a humble master, by the way. And so I so appreciate you because you're just sharing who you are. You're just being that. And, you know, it just doesn't get any more beautiful than that. So tell me a little bit about, uh, your career right now, because I want people to be able to find you and know how they can continue to learn from you. I know I want to follow your chefing because I want to become a vegan chef, not not as a career, but for me, um, I'm, I am a chef. Every time I cook, I'm chefing. <laughs> and <laughs> so, tell me about your practice, your as your career, as your business. Right. Um. For me right now, it's getting getting this information out to people and sharing my my stories with a lot of people. Um, so what I do is I host cooking events and uh, parties and and dinners for for friends and for businesses. And so uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles and I did this organiz- I did a um, 
I cooked for a party with two organizations. One organization called Imperfect Produce, which collects ugly, uh, ugly produce. <laughs> ugly. Uh, it's food that would have been th- food from farmers that would have been thrown away because wow. uh, they can't sell it to the grocery stores because it's not perfect. Um, so we cooked. I cooked food um, using their produce, and we also um, collaborated with an event. Um, with an organization called TAP, which helps fa- helps people find fresh, clean drinking water in their community, so you don't have to go out and buy plastic water bottles. Wow! So, I, what's that? What's that organization's name? It's called TAP. T A P. And how can people find them or learn about them? Uh, I believe they're on Instagram, called Find TAP. Okay. Uh, Fine Tap, I believe that's their Instagram. Um, I'm going to be releasing a video, uh, the collaboration we did, the dinner we had uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm going to be posting that on my Instagram uh, in the next few days. Okay, excellent. So you can go and check out the see the experience we had. But um, that's basically what I'm doing is or collaborating with like-minded people in the sense of. Uh, you know, they want to eat healthy and they want to protect our environment and heal the planet. Um, so doing dinners with, with people like this to get, you know, uh, practice my arts, uh, practice what brings me joy and love and happiness. So, um, things like this. Oh, how simple, how beautiful that you get to as your career, you know, and you're helping to educate people and you're helping to shift their perspective with zero waste, with, uh, with using ugly vegetables, you know, things that, that otherwise would get thrown out, but they're still nutritious. They still, they still have a purpose and you get to do something you love. You get to use all of these things. You get to be an example of a a new way, a, a, a wonderful way of doing things that is so different than how we've been conditioned. So this, this leads me to ask you, what's your perspective um, on where we're headed as a humanity? Mm. Big question, but I'm a, sure a you lot have a wonderful answer. Right there, there, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a big question. Um, I'm really happy and, and have this positive outlook on where humanity is going. We're definitely, there's a shift happening. Um, I mean, Starbucks, I don't know if you saw this in the news, Starbucks uh, by 2020, they're going to stop uh, stop serving plastic straws in their drinks. Oh, I love that. So, you know, we I think in America alone, we produce over 500 million plastic straws a day. So uh-huh. to be able to have a big company, you know, uh, like Starbucks say, yeah, no more plastic straws. We're going to we're going to we're, ch- we're evolving. We're becoming more connected to nature and our environment and the protection of this planet. Um, so I definitely have, you know, a positive outlook on all of this. But, you know, like you said in the beginning, sometimes we need to go through the the, the troubles, you know, uh, the tough moments to finally see the light and see the, the, the good and all. So um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a balance, but I'm, I'm happy for the future. I love hearing that because so many people, you know, my age or or older, um, have such a negative outlook. They're so afraid. They're so scared because they live in this scarcity mentality. I know I lived in that space where they have an idea of how things should be and they're not being that way. But what they don't realize is that we are going through a shift. We're shifting out of the old way of doing things that was very, very selfishly oriented. It was about what can I get because we lived inside of a disconnected sense of of oneness. So, of course, inside of that sense of separation, it's always about self-serving because it's survival. Um, We don't know that as as one essence, we are we're safe because we're in the mind of the creator. We can't not be anywhere other than in pure consciousness. Mm. So you begin to feel separate and alone and scared. And therefore we go into this reptilian brain mindset, which is all survival. Mm. And of course the world looks pretty scary right now. However, because we are shifting consciousness, I am finding, you know, to mention some names here, 
of uh, teachers that have been instrumental for me is reading things uh, by Eckhart Tolle, by Marianne Williamson, by mm -hmm. Deepak Chopra, all of these teachers that all of a sudden have, have it's like they're coming out of the woodworks because the shift is happening and we can't help but want to share. I know I'm writing my book and, and you know, it'll, it'll go wherever it'll go, it'll help whoever it helps. But it is about, mine is all about transcending our human ego, which is nothing more than beliefs that we have that cover up the truth. That's all ego is to me. It's a, it's a belief system that is that is limited and small. And if I believe it, it has me think I should be in survival. So changing my thinking which took me 40 some odd years to accumulate, took me, it's taken me 15, 16 years to shift how I think because I was very attached to being right um, about what I knew and then realized, oh my God, it was all messed up. It was backwards. But anyways, as the shift is happening, I see nothing but potential. I don't pay attention to mass, mass media. I look below the surface. I watch people like you, like people with young people with a camera. I like to go to young people. I want to hear what they what they are they have to say. And I'm watching camaraderie and help and, and a sense of of oneness, a sense of helping one another. So the generation that is coming in that is beginning to win uh, seats in, in political races, that is beginning to become the media of the future, the ones who are broadcasting what's happening without it being uh, mandated or, or canned media, I'm watching a resurgence of people loving their body vessels and, and wanting to be healthy and practicing yoga as a way to, to shift out of the old medicine-driven, insurance-driven system that is going, really is going nowhere, it's just imploding, to honor our, our bodies, our infinite intelligence appearing as these individual body suits that we have not been taught to honor. So mm. I'm excited to hear you talk about your excitement and your hope as Isabel was saying, hope about the future. What are your peeps doing to make this world a better place? I want to know what you guys are up to. Huh. What do you guys talk about? Yeah, we, we have a, we have a team meeting tomorrow at uh, 11 o'clock. So it'll be there. Oh, I want to come. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what are we doing? Um, there's a lot of people right now, you know, that I, I'm seeing this and I see it a lot through Instagram is people are creating less waste. People are eating more plants. Uh, people aren't consuming plastic anymore. So there's um, challenges that people are bringing up. So people to get other, to inspire other people to also create you know, uh, a lower impact. So that's what I'm seeing on, on my radar is the health of this planet and the health of humanity um, by creating, you know, less waste and eating healthy. Um, what's better than that? Oh, that's beautiful. So are you guys holding each other accountable um, on these things? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the I just started my Instagram maybe... Uh, back in October of last year, so um, only a few months ago, I started going sharing my my story through through social media. Which um, I lived. Here's another bit of information. I lived uh, when I was in Australia for nine months with no phone, so I had no technology. So um, being able to get connected back to Earth again. Um, Great. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're 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 sharing our stories through through this channel and uh, inspiring one another. And uh, I'm making friends with everyone around the world, and it's amazing to see other people feel inspired and encouraged um, to 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 change within themselves. I, I receive you know messages um, and and letters and emails uh, weekly. People saying you know you inspired me to change and. Uh, now I'm doing this and this is what's happening in my community. And, you know, there's people who are, you know, for example, in, in Venezuela, someone reached out to me and they don't have the same, uh, you know, system as we do here in America. And so mm -hmm. I'm trying to help her and her community create less waste. So wow. being, a being able to help other people in, in around the world, you know, do what you can, even if it's a small, small gesture, you know. Be the, be, the, be the spark of change. 
Absolutely. And I just put on there how people can reach you through Instagram at um, eating with Max because, yeah, you have so much to share. And it's so wonderful, you know, talking about Instagram. I love social media. It has helped me connect with people in a beautiful way. There's many people who think social media has made us more disconnected, but I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I see it as a wonderful way to connect. So um, that is that that's just so beautiful that. Uh, you're using that platform to share because, you know, our, our sweet brothers and sisters in Venezuela are, are struggling. Mm. So if they can connect with you through Instagram and get some nuggets about how to make their life, their world, a better place there. Um, right. How beautiful is that? But tell me, um, how can I support you and what you're doing and be more involved with what you're doing? Because I'm hooked. I'm a fan uh, of yours now. Uh, I'm a Max fan now, so I want to know how to support th- this um, this pure love that you are and that you are exhibiting, and uh, I want to be involved with that. How can other people support you as well? It's it's really simple, and we're doing it right now. We're having a conversation. We're 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 talking, and you know things think good things are going to happen from this for for the both of us and for people who are who are watching this. So um, the way that you can support is, you know, if there's a question, if you're, you have a concern about something, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's talk because um, nothing happens if we sit still, you know, we, so let's, let's move forward. Let's, let's create positive change in this world for not only for ourselves, but for the future of this planet and our future beings. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. I will definitely be uh, following you and and seeing how I can be a part of that and anything that I can do in any way, shape or form. um, Mm. I mean, I have a wealth of of information of what has helped people transform their thinking. So Mm. I I don't really typically speak to the younger generation because you guys are so already you, you came in built in. It's like we, I used to say my kids were cable ready when they were born, but you guys uh, are more like uh, consciousness ready. You're plugged into source. Um, so where I tend to help people is to help them look, question their beliefs and look at ways of shifting how they're thinking, because our thinking is going to be aligned with truth or, or opposing it. I mean, it's really that simple. So if you want to feel good, align with truth, you know, think how source things. Um, and in speaking of source, do, do you have a term or, or what, what do you call or how do you refer to the source of all that is? Do you even believe that there's a source of all that is that you are a part of? How, how do you see? Yeah, I like, what I like termed? Yeah, the term, um, the term energy, the term creator, mm-hmm. God, Pachamama, Gaia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I use them all. Uh, yeah. it definitely, le- you said something earlier. Uh, I call uh, it Jeezel. Jeezel, yeah, that's the one. I've never it's heard that. God Source Energy Love. I it's love what that. it told me to call it, which is just an acronym for for yeah. what it is. Um, it's very simple. And, and it's just, like I said, it's just a, a I'll put it on here. Um, I love that. Because we, we have, by calling it God, we can find it. Mm. And when we can find it, it stopped being what it is. It became what we wanted, what we wanted it to be. It became a definition and it became tainted. I know I had a really hard time growing up Catholic um, with God because to me, God was like Santa Claus. If I was naughty, I was not going to get any presents. And that, that left me feeling so alone. Like I just didn't have something to Mm. relate to. But once I began to experience that energy, which was Mm. pure, pure, uncaused love, it, it became clear. God is the source of the energy of love. And like you, I've called it many names, universe, spirit, blah, 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 whatever I needed to call it in the moment to feel Mm. safe, safe with it until I began to feel it. Now I don't have to call it anything. Um, I feel it and, and it just, yes. it's just supposed to move through me and makes my life fun and easy. Um, I am so grateful to you. So, so very grateful that you've been here and I want you to just use the last minute or two that we have here together and just share, just share any message you want to share with humanity. Hmm.
we are we are love you know and i'm lost for words mm-hmm. it's more like it's 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 a feeling and i don't i don't you know i think we've all you know we're we're here together right now we're we're talking we're having a conversation we're connecting uh i can feel you i'm sure you can feel me too oh, and yeah. um you know this is going to radiate and this is going to expand so uh be aware of your energy be aware of your source be aware of who you are as a creator and uh be mindful of what you do in this very moment because that will transcend and that will expand and grow into something much 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 more um so be kind to yourself too oh, yeah. and and love and always be in love oh i i am beyond grateful to you because i've sat here for a little bit over an hour in the presence of a, a guru and um i i mean that in the humblest of ways and Thank you so much. Thank you. You've made my day, and um, this is going to carry with me for for a while. This this love, this energy, this this feeling. So, thank you for coming. And anything that I can do in any way to support what you're doing, please let me know. If you ever come to Atlanta, where I am, Georgia, let me know. We can plan something ahead of time yes. and and introduce you to this amazing community here. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for for everything. This is brain my day up too. So I'm I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit later over here, but thank you, thank you. Yeah. Seriously, this is this is amazing, and I hope uh, and I know that we 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 learn something from this and we move forward. Yes. Yeah, safe travels back to the U.S. and enjoy your last few hours in Paris. Thank you. All right, love Au you, revoir. sweet. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bye bye. Salut. Cheers.